where else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. Let's go, Buffalo! By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it! This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. This is pandemonium! Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. And welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn, Alex Jones with you. Uh, as we get set, Christmas around the corner. The Bills in Christmas Eve action in the Windy City taking on the Chicago Bears from Soldier Field coming up. A 1 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. So back-to-back Saturday games for the Buffalo Bills. Fresh off a... I, I, I'm not quite sure what I wanted to call it. Uh, gut-wrenching, um, hard-fought, storybook-ending game against the Miami Dolphins, Alex. But when the snow started in the fourth quarter, I was like, all right, it's storybook. Buffalo has to win this game. They tie it on a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And then with no time left there, uh, we see Tyler Bass kick the game-winning field goal, and they beat the Miami Dolphins by three. Thoughts on that game there, Alex? Uh, it's never division games are never going to be easy. You know, even when the Dolphins were down and out hanging for Tua, that came down to a three-point game that turned into a 10-point game because of a Micah High 360 onside kick return. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins are a good team. It was a great game. Um, the Bills just fought through it and got got the win and that's what you want you know josh allen kind of in the fourth quarter was like no i'm done i'm taking this game over (laughs) and it looked it looked like that josh allen named afc player of the week he has tied jim kelly for the number of times uh named afc player of the week early in his career so i would think he'll uh hold that team record at least at some point in the near future but Nope, Josh with a phenomenal game over 77 yards rushing, uh, 300 and change throwing the football through the air, uh, really spread the ball around. Uh, we saw touchdown passes uh, to the tight ends and to the running back. No wide receiver touchdowns in that game, but that didn't matter. Uh, the players made big plays when they needed to. They got some penalties in what has been a horrendous season of officiating as far as I'm concerned in the NFL, but... As I like to say, according to my grandfather, winners find ways to win and losers find ways to lose. And this team has won, what, five games in a row right now. Yeah, they're on a hot streak, and it has to be, in all honesty, it's come at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, last year, I think we were 9-7 and seven at this point, or a little a little different. It was a little, not 9-7, that's the end of the year score. Um, but it was... Uh, it was significantly different outlook yeah. than we're at now. Um, and so they need to stay hot to be able to do what they want to do um, and what we want to see this franchise do. 
All right, so the Bills get sent for a Christmas Eve matchup coming up here. Off of this game, a couple notable injuries in this one. We saw Mitch Morris go out with a concussion. Sean McDermott ruled him out today. He's not going to play this weekend, which is unfortunate on the line, but this team has had the mentality of next man up. The concern I have with the Mitch Morris is long-term. We've seen him go out with at least one concussion uh i think it was to start either 2019 or 2020 uh where he was held out a lot in uh this was during training camp and preseason and uh luckily he was good to go come the regular season but uh concussions have been an issue for mitch morris i'm wondering how many years he even has left in the league yeah this is a it's a legit concern brad um sort of shifted my focus of um this upcoming draft, that's his sixth confirmed concussion in the pros. Um, and it, it, it is it is just one of those things. You're concerned for him. He made the, made the Pro Bowl um, and he's just been one of the best guys, a leadership guy of what being a Buffalo Bill should be. There were serious talks a few years ago about him hanging it up or the Bills cutting him to save cap room. And... I'm so glad they haven't because it's played the past two seasons has been outstanding. Um, so I, it, it, it'll be interesting to see Brad, how he bounces back. You know, we don't know what level of concussion it is or anything like that. So yeah, a little ironic there that, uh, he was ruled out for this game today while yesterday he was named to the pro bowl. Uh, one of four Buffalo bills in this year's pro bowl, uh, Mitch Morris, uh, we see uh, Jordan Poyer with his first Pro Bowl, and then Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen as they should be. Um, I don't know. To me, even the Pro Bowl has lost his luster anymore. I mean, the game itself, they're practically doing away with. Uh, but I, I think it's more prestigious than what Jordan Poyer had last year and being an All-Pro. But still, still an honor to get a, a Pro, Bowl, uh, Pro Bowl honor this year. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things you kind of have to hope, you know, honestly, uh, you kind of have to hope that they're not playing Pro Bowl, right? Like, that the Bills have other plans. So while being named the Pro Bowl is nice, you would prefer to see, um, first, I mean, five Bills named neither Matt Milano nor Tremaine Edmonds, which is crazy. Um, Both are having insane seasons. Um, But hopefully the Bills can't play in the ball pro bowl that's all i'll say Brad. I, I i i hate to get off the bills wagon right here but i i just want to sit and just just kind of laugh a little bit here how about the end of that new england game last weekend uh against oakland last sunday oh my gosh oh, excuse me vegas so i'm I, sorry <laughs> so i was bored so i was like hey you know what i'm gonna go down to the sports book just to watch the games you know like nice sometimes being in that sort of public setting and i was sitting there and ramondre stevens gets some space and everyone's like oh he he might go all of a sudden he turns around pitches it and somebody goes this is a tie game right and everyone's like yeah yeah 24 24 like do they know that as jacoby myers turns I, i i the only thing i can think was that there was because it wasn't a called play but normally, when you get into that scenario, you try to do actually what they did there, which is Ramondre Stevens gets the ball back immediately to Kobe Myers. 
And then you want a wide receiver hanging out on the Patriots sideline, sort of standing behind Jacoby Myers where he can catch it because most of the Raiders have flocked to the ball. And then he can hit down the sideline. And I think he just panicked and saw Mac Jones and thought that was his outlet and just threw it. And that ball could not have been more perfect to Chandler Jones. Like, he couldn't have tried to throw a better pass to him. The former Patriot taking it to the house. I mean, and I heard other folks say, you could see the, the fans were like, what happened? This is awesome, but what happened? It, it was one of the craziest shifts I've ever seen in sports because it literally went from like, well, the Patriots are definitely going to march this down and score. Like, that's what the Patriots do. They're going to march this down and score to the game's over. What just happened? Well, they say schadenfreude uh, means, you know, taking pleasure in the uh, misfortune of others. And there's a lot of schadenfreude going on in western New York uh, when New England does things like that. There definitely is, Brad. Yeah. So uh, New England loses. Buffalo gets their fifth straight win looking for number six. And with uh, Kansas City, they had a scare against Houston, but they were able to pull it out. Um, I, I still believe that for this team to get a home field advantage in the playoffs, the Buffalo Bills are going to have to win out. Yeah, 100%, Brad. I, I really do as well. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, I think, had the 24th hardest schedule this year, and their back end of their schedule is not. I mean, they also did take – they went to overtime against the Texans. Follow us across our social media platforms at Bills Bruiser, at TW Callahan DHS, at DHS Buffalo. Find us online at DraftHouseSports.com and at Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House. All right, this weekend, the Bills head to the Windy City, and it's living, you know, right up to its name here. It's going to be a cold, windy game coming up this weekend. Uh, the forecast for Saturday is mostly cloudy and windy with areas blowing a high of 12 degrees, winds blowing west at 20 to 30 miles an hour. So bad that that's the some, team, they had to fly out today, Alex. I know, Brad. It's crazy. It's also just looking at the betting odds. Um the overs at 45 and a half, which seems hot. Um, the Bills are minus 390, and 78% of bets are coming in on Buffalo money line. Um, but 61% of betters are covering, are calling for Chicago to cover, and the spread is uh, minus eight for the Bills. And if I recall, it's actually been some time, I can't even remember the last game. Buffalo covered because they didn't cover against Miami this past week. Uh, they didn't cover against nope. the Jets. Uh, that late field nope. goal and what have you. Nope, didn't cover there. Didn't cover against the Lions. Uh, I don't think they covered Ooh, against by the, the way, Browns. By the way, uh, we're in the third quarter of the Jets game, and the Jaguars are winning 13-3. Yes, I will take it. <laughs> and, hey, Props, if we can right now, Trevor Lawrence is looking what everyone uh, hoped he would be. covered it against the Patriots. Patriots 24-10. That was the last time they covered. All right, there you go. All In right. Week 13. In week 13. So it's been a little bit here, but regardless, here we are. 
going into the home stretch of the season in week 16 with a variety of matchups coming up here on Christmas Eve. Uh, but for Buffalo, it's a 1 o'clock kick taking on the Bears. And right now, um, if it wasn't so hard to travel with the weather and everything, uh, I wouldn't mind going to Chicago and going to this game with the, what ticket prices are going for. Um, I heard someone say they had end zone seats and sold it for a couple rows behind the Bills bench 50-yard line for, like, half the cost. That's that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, also, though, like, genuinely, it also has to be concerned because the maintenance at Soldier Field is notoriously some of the worst in the NFL. And you have to wonder how they're going to prepare. And I believe Soldier's still in grass field. Correct? Yeah, it is. So, and that, so those fields have a interesting. get torn up, right? Yeah. So, well, but it'll be interesting to see if it's negative 12 temps. What's the condition of the field going to be yeah. like? You know, and you're getting slammed down on the, it's going to be essentially concrete. Let's run through the injury report right now. We'll start with the Buffalo Bills here. Uh, Boogie Basham and Mitch Morris both ruled out for this one. Uh, limited today, but did practice here. Matt Milano, Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver, which is promising. Uh, would especially like to have uh, Jordan Phillips back after being out the last couple games. E.J. Uh, Epinesa, full participant today, along with John Allen, Cam Lewis, and Ryan Bates, which is crucial, especially on the offensive line there. Um for the Chicago Bears, we'll just run them through them real fast here. Some other roster things to talk about, but um, we have uh, Mr. St. Brown. He's out with a concussion in practice this week. Uh, defensive back Kendall Vildor is out with an ankle. Chase Claypool, who was brought in from Pittsburgh this year, hasn't practiced with a knee injury. Trayvon Wesco didn't practice with a calf injury. Cody Whitehair with a knee. And Tevin Jenkins with a neck injury. Limited in practice today was Larry Borum. Full practice was Nikhil Harry, former Buffalo Bill. Uh, Josh Blackwell, Jalen Johnson, Justin Jones, Riley Reif, and defensive lineman Armin Watts. All full participants for the Bears this week. But I think the big name for the Bears is Justin Fields. Because right now Chicago, who has only won three games, got... Something going, uh, running the football here. They lead the NFL in rush yards coming into this game. And Alex, for me, I mean, it really all starts and stops with the second-year man out of Ohio State and Justin Fields, where uh, I I think this kid has been playing really, really well uh, to start out the season. And I think that bodes well here for the Bears, who... You know, getting an upset might be nice. Now, I, I think, if anything, it's it's Buffalo's game to lose here, as we would expect. But, um, I mean, right now, uh, if you want to defend anyone, defend against uh, Mr. Fields here because uh, he had a pretty good game there against Philly where they really pushed them uh, to the brink there a little bit. Ultimately, Buffalo was able to go on and win that game, but um, a tight one right there. Yeah, uh, Brad, it was. It was it was a tight one. Um, I, I think the key for this game is going to be defending the run. If you can try to turn this anemic uh, passing attack into the main form of uh, yardage for the Bears, that's going to be – that. you're already winning there. Um, 
this is an aggressive team who's really going to get downfield on you, and you got to be ready and prepared for it. And I, I, I think that the Bills are going to be up to the task. Jordan Phillips coming back is going to be huge. You can do a full four-man rotation. Absolutely. Um, also, having everybody healthy is going to be big. And uh, it just is one of those games where I feel like Buffalo is going to do what they need to do. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see. So Justin Fields comes in this game practically almost half the passing yards of Josh Allen. He's at 3,800. Justin Fields is just a shade over 2,000 coming into this game. So, uh, you know, still development-wise, it's only his second year. I would say, you know, pretty similar to where Josh was, where he could throw the ball, but we saw him using his legs a lot more. I think that's what we're seeing here out of Justin Fields in this one. Uh, But right now, Justin Fields is on pace to set the record for rush yards by a quarterback in a season. Yeah, he he has been playing very well. Um, honestly, someone um, someone I did not think was going to be that good a quarterback. A thousand like rushing yards at this point, too. Even 1,000. And I'll tell you what, Brad. If he can take the next step in his throwing mechanics and really bring that part into his game, he... See, it's so interesting seeing these awesome athletes um, come into the NFL because he has his own unique running style. It's a little bit of RG3. He's not, he doesn't run like Lamar and he doesn't run like Josh. He almost actually, you know, who he kind of reminds me of is Terrell Pryor, where Terrell Pryor would hit that open field. And once he got up to top speed, you're like, there's no one in the NFL who catches guy. Like he just goes. He, he just hits, he'll hit a seam on you, and he can survive, he can stay alive. It, he's he's a fun guy to watch, and although I think the Bears team wants to come out with a win this weekend, I don't think Bears fans want to, because either A, this takes you out of the Will Anderson-Jalen Carter lottery um, with that second, third overall pick area, or... It takes you out of the huge draft hall because if the Bears are number two, basically whoever wants C.J. Stroud or Bryce Bryce Young, whoever out of those two doesn't go first overall, you gotta you gotta trade up with that number two team. So whoever's number two, and if they don't need a quarterback, is going for a haul. They're gonna get a lot of draft picks, specifically with how historically good. This, this draft class has probably four or five quarterbacks who are going to go in the first round. Yeah, almost right, reminiscent of the same draft class that uh, Josh Allen came out of back in 2018 that, uh, yeah, this is going to be a quarterback-heavy class here. But like I said, the way Fields is playing, I, I wouldn't see this team gravitate. But, you know, maybe they use that pick there. It's going to be a high pick. That, that could be leverage and something that, you know, can help build the foundation of this team as I would think – the method would be surround your young uh, your young quarterback around with talent. That's what they did with Josh Allen, and it paid off. Yeah, that's. I mean, they did that with the acquisition of Chase Claypool and trading out. Like you could just thinking about who could have that if, if they wanted to get crazy with it. I could see the Texans. Let's say the Texans. The Texans are going to have first overall pick unless. 
unless they go crazy the last few games, Texans are going to have the first overall pick. I They have a lot of draft capital. I could see them doing something crazy like trading for one and two and drafting Bryce Young and then Willie, uh, Willie Anderson and just being like, we found our cornerstones for sure. the future at both at both sides of the ball. Because when you have that level of draft capital, you're like, might as well use it. You know, you might as well use it for something like that. I believe they have the Dolphins pick and someone else's pick. Cleveland's pick, which is going to be, depending on where they finish, a pretty good pick. Now, it's funny. I heard someone mention this the other day with the Bears that they said, you know, Christmas Day is coming up, you know, in just a couple nights from now, two nights from now, in fact. Uh, yeah, the Bears Christmas Day probably won't even be till draft day at this, at this point here. But, no, I like the idea of the Bears getting Will Anderson, someone in there, uh, to kind of be a focal point defensively for this team like they had. You know, I, they weren't quite playoff you know, contenders, they made the playoffs uh, back in the Trubisky and Khalil Mack days. But, um, yeah, I, I think getting something like that to kind of build a cornerstone on their defense there, I think that would be huge at this point. Yeah, it would. It would. It, it, it's just this draft class is very top-heavy, so being able to get into that top 10 range is going to be um, a huge thing for some struggling teams. Or some not struggling teams, like in the case of Seattle Seahawks, who probably will have a top five pick by when it's all said and done, and make the playoffs. All right, we're going to go ahead and put on kind of the, the the virtual fire here as we sit around and get set to you know enjoy the warm embrace of Christmas here and the Bills presence that we we hope to open here uh, as a Bills fan, metaphorically speaking, of course. What's a present that you would like to metaphorically open here on Christmas Day? I would love to metaphorically open a 300-yard Josh Allen domination pass. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I know the weather conditions are going to be a little adverse, but that's why you drafted. <laughs> that's the whole reason why those get right? Well, like, he can cut through the bad weather. Single so, digits last yeah. year in that wild card game, Alex, and uh, – Josh played fantastic. It was a perfect offensive performance. It was. He, he tore it up every chance he had in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I think the Bills, if if the wind conditions aren't too bad there, I, I'd love to see Josh really get hot and just sort of tear apart a beleaguered Chicago Bears defense. Yeah. Um, and that's... Here's something I would like to open here is uh, a Bills running back with 100-plus yards rushing in this one. I think Singletary or Cook are both capable in this one. Uh, There was a run there by Cook that I thought he was going to take it to the house at some point that um, I would expect or hope that that's something that we're opening here on our Bills Christmas morning, uh, a Bills running back with at least 100 rush yards in this game. I would love a James Cook 100-yard rush game. I feel like he's just like one, like it feels like we're tiptoeing around a breakout performance for him. Um, I mean, a little bit, he did have that a bit in the Patriots game, or was it the Lions game? One or the other. He had a, he had a good game in one of those two. Um, and so I, I just feel like, we're close to that, so that's a that's a good shout, Brad. 
Um, I, I, one, uh, go ahead. One please. other gift I'd like. Uh, one other. If we're opening a few, you know. Yeah. Um, I'd like two plus turnovers. It feels like it's been a while since we've seen the Bills defense get a multiple turnover game. Yeah. The last one that comes to mind was Kansas City. Yeah, I'm trying to rack my brain because did they have they didn't have two turnovers in the Patriot game either, did they? I was thinking nope. that might have been one, but did they did they have a single turnover in the Patriots game? I was feeling a forced fumble, but I might be mistaken. I I can go back and look here, but yeah, it feels like yeah, it's definitely been a while uh, since it was a two over two turnover performance. Jets game was just a forced fumble. Oh, no, the Jets turned the ball over twice. It was two fumbles, right? Uh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, the Jets game. It, okay. <laughs> well, I thought they forced Joe a Flacco couple, too. Sack, and-, and then Zonovan Knight... Um, Strip the ball from the running back. I feel like Minnesota was the other one too, right? Um, yeah, they. I know they picked Kirk off. Yeah, Christian Bedford. I remember at halftime, uh, I was standing up at the top, getting ready to go back to my seat, and I saw them pick that ball off in that game. Um, I'm trying to think. To be honest, Brad, I I blacked out. I blacked out that game. That game just doesn't exist in my mind anymore. All right, and let's just put this to bed right now. All right, so now Minnesota owns the record for the longest or the largest comeback in NFL history at 33 points. But is there going to be an asterisk in there that says against a four-eight-one team coached by a guy who was uh like helping out in high school coaching, who had his third ever. Third ever, third ever. I think third ever game as a head coach is in the NFL. Yeah. So we'll we'll just add those little caveats in. Um. <laughs> yeah, it, it is crazy, Brad. But, but but that was an insane game. I was doing a classic Saturday. Um, you know, Saturday watching football. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep. I was like, ah, it's halftime. I'm gonna rest my eyes for a minute. And I woke up and it was like. The floodgates open. I was like, what's going on? Like, what it... Probably my favorite vine. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, another thing that I, I would like the Bills to open is... How, how about um, a lot of quarterback pressure in this one? I thought Tua had a lot of time to throw last weekend that I want to make Justin Fields... Be uneasy that, you know, we're going to take away the run from him. We're going to force him to throw the football. And uh, if he gets in trouble, he can't scramble out of it. We will bring him down in the backfield. That's something I want to open. Yeah, that would be huge as well, Brad, being able to finish in the backfield against a mobile quarterback like Justin Fields. All right. Well, the Buffalo Bills will get set to take on the Chicago Bears coming up on Christmas Eve from the Windy City. Uh, as we'll look forward to that one, a 1 o'clock kickoff uh, coming up here. All right, and so we'll get set to wind down the podcast here tonight as we get set, our final podcast before Christmas. So let me ask, um, if you're like me, Alex, you get something Bills that, uh, every year. Is there anything Bills that you want or you're, you're hoping to get that's on your, your wish list this year? Honestly, Brad, I, I kind of 
I have a lot of the Bills stuff I want. Um, yeah. I actually treated myself this year. I got a James Cook rookie card. It's a dual one. It's got an on-card autograph on one side and then a big swatch of his jersey that's got the, uh, his number. Nice. Um, but it was double zeros at that point um, on the other side. So that's I, I treated myself to that a little early. There you go. There you go. I was going to say, what about uh, you, Brad? living here, there's stuff everywhere. So I said, anything, Bills, you want to get me that I don't already have, have at these. So I have no idea. I didn't really put anything on my list this year. Um, other than actually, I did want it was non Bills. I wanted a uh, Purdue Big Ten West champion because that's the closest this team was ever getting to any kind of championship. Hey, you can't complain. Any championship you get, you can't complain about. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Buffalo has a chance to string together their third consecutive AFC East uh, division title, which is crazy because. You know, we were in a 17-year playoff drought. We didn't know what a winning season was under Dick Duran. You know, 7-9 and nine almost every single year. Uh, some disappointing 6-10 and 10 seasons. The false hope 9-7 and seven seasons here and there. And the 8-8 eight and eight here and there. I mean, it was a rough 17 years. And this team was on the verge of winning their third straight division title. Yeah, and, and four out of five years of making the playoffs it is this regime has completely turned things around here and it's it, it is so impressive to see what they've done in what feels like a long period of time but actually isn't isn't that long all right we get set to wind down the podcast remind you follow us across our social media at bills bruiser at tw callahan dhs at dhs buffalo facebook.com Slash Buffalo Bills Draft House and DraftHouseSports.com. Uh, big plans this year for Christmas for you and the, and the Jones family, Alex? Nice, quiet, relaxing Christmas, Brad. How about you? Yeah, I would say about the same. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, cold weather in Chicago, cold weather across the Northeast, including Buffalo, where forecasted to potentially get some some snow but really really cold temperatures so uh yeah staying inside staying warm eating good food and just enjoying each other's company uh my sons already know they're they're getting sleds this year so if we can get out it doesn't have to be christmas day but sometime during christmas vacation take the sleds down the hill that's what i'm all about that that is great brad that is one of the best childhood traditions uh just rocking up uh, a, a Christmas, getting a sled on Christmas Day, and then trying to immediately go take it out, take it down some hills. That is primo, primo fun. Well, and something that we couldn't do last year living in, in Phoenix. And so, uh, you know, living and up here has sand, its perks. Only sand sledding out there. That's right. That's right. And even that, there's no guarantee that it's going to work. Uh, no, and you got, then you got to worry about the scorpions. It's a whole thing. Yes, that's right. It's a whole to-do. All right. So, yeah, we'd like to wish you and your families here a very, very happy holidays and Merry Christmas. So uh, even if you're not celebrating Christmas, I know Hanukkah is still going on. Uh, ends, I believe, on Monday. So um, a lot of fun things going on this time of year. Love this time of year. Um, and I'm okay with the snow. Um, you know, moderation would be nice. But uh, I'm relishing the fact that for the first time since I think I, I lived in Lincoln, Nebraska, Alex, which was ages ago, 
I'm going to have a white Christmas this year. <laughs> that That is going to be a lot of fun, Brad. All right. Final thoughts here. Like uh, you know, just looking into bowl season as things go forward, um, one position to start looking at is um, center. I really like John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. I think he's going to be a day two pick. Um, very good run blocker, good pass blocker, very strong hands. He is 24, I believe. Um, he was a six-year player at Minnesota, so because of red shirts and different things. Um, so it, that is the thing that will probably move him a little bit later, although with Cole Strange, who was 27, we saw the Patriots go up and get him. Um, so you could see somebody get aggressive. Um, but a guy to watch in the pinstripe bowl um, against Syracuse at Yankee State. All right. Should be a lot of orange, I would hope, in Yankee Stadium that day. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about New York City, Brad. It's, 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 you get a lot of the smattering of um, the collegiate teams. Yeah. Yeah, because you have a lot of people that went to different schools and, you know, either – uh, came back to New York or moved to New York or what have you. Uh, but with it being a New York school, I would hope uh, there would be some orange at Yankee Stadium. Oh, there they're, they're definitely will be. All right. I know uh, Purdue will look forward um, the same day as Buffalo playing on Monday Night Football in Cincinnati. They'll play in the Citrus Bowl. I know uh, Michigan coming up in the college football playoff. I know I'm sure you and a lot of fans throughout the country, TCU fans, of course, will be excited for that. Ohio State uh, trying to do battle with Georgia. Yeah, good luck. Uh, But, yeah, bowl season is upon us. Fun time of year to be a sports fan as well. Yeah, Brad, it's a really exciting one. It's so much fun just being able to be like, I know there's college football on and NFL on. I'm I'm just gonna lock myself in the couch for the rest of the day. <laughs> well, I know we spent a lot of time making sure our listeners know how much they mean to us and wishing all of you a very merry Christmas and happy holidays. But Alex, I got to tell you the same thing, buddy. Merry Christmas to you and the and the Jones family this year. Yes, Brad, you and the Icorn family. Merry Christmas and a happy holidays. Without you, none of this happens, so Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Very much appreciated. All right. Well, thank you again so much for uh, tuning in to this edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Read our work at drafthousesports.com. Uh, you can follow us, of course, uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House, at DHS Buffalo, at TW Callahan DHS, and at Bills Bruiser. For Alex Jones, I'm Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and of course, go Bills. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast, an R Street Media production.